Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. State of the Suns, brought to you by the all-new Sonic Chop House Cheeseburger. For a limited time, only at Sonic. State of the Suns. Burns and Gambo take you inside the Suns front office and talk with a key decision maker. James Jones is that key decision maker joining us here on this Wednesday. Opening day for the Phoenix Suns as they get ready to take on the Dallas Mavericks tonight at 7 o'clock. A game you'll hear right here on 98.7 FM. James, happy opening day to you, and always we appreciate your time. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I can't wait to. We're, we're across the street right now. I can't wait to be in there for the game tonight. Let, let's just talk about the West. Jamal Murray's back. Kawhi is back. Zion is back. Rudy's in Minnesota. Man, it doesn't get any easier. This West is loaded. Man, it's, it's exciting. If you're a basketball fan, um, you have to love what's happened across the league. Uh, I think you see a lot of good teams, a lot of good players. Um, it's exciting and, and it's, it's fun. It's fun to be a part of it. It's fun to watch, but more importantly, it's going to be fun to compete in the Western Conference this year because I think, uh, if, if you can make your way through it, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be a really good team. That's a gauntlet. We had Mikael Bridges on the show yesterday, and we talked about Cam not getting the extension, and, and he said he, he felt worse for, for, for Cam than Cam did. Cam said everything's going to be fine. Don't worry. Give me your thoughts on, on not being able to agree to an extension with Cam. Did you feel like you guys were close at any point? Yeah, I mean, I thought we had some really productive conversations, and and uh, it's one of those things where there's mutual interest on both sides. and. You don't get it done now, but, you know, we look towards the future. We, we know that Cam's a big part of what we're doing. He's going to step into a starting role this year and play tremendous uh, basketball. And uh, we'll be talking again next summer about how we keep him here for the long, long term. Yesterday after practice, he had cited the uncertain ownership situation as maybe he called it interesting and said it made the conversations conversations interesting. How much of that was a factor in your negotiations? Not sure about the ownership situation. How'd that factor in, James? I mean, it's one of the factors. It's not the overriding factor, but you you look at it and say, you know, what does the next ownership group look like? You know, what's the direction they want to go? Um, like, are we at a different stratosphere? Um, are we, you know, continuing to, to, to build internally? Are we going to add, you know, something externally? And, and then just getting an understanding and having an understanding of, of who will be leading your franchise for a player like Cam. Um, and you talk about committing to a franchise long term. I thought, I think, and I still believe that's exciting for him. So, um, it was a factor. Um, it didn't prevent us from doing anything, but it's definitely something that, that we both talked about and he thought about. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, he has a tremendous belief in his ability, and uh, we just couldn't come to an agreement. I was going to say, just to be clear, you had the authority as the general manager to sign Cam to a contract extension if you two could have agreed on a number, though, correct? Yeah, if we could have agreed, we, we would have been able to to. to to sign them and, and, and get them locked in with us for a while, but it didn't happen, and we'll look towards next summer. Okay. Let's talk about the, the situation you guys are in right now with Jay Crowder. He's not he's not with the with the team. He's not going to play. It's been three three plus weeks now where there's been the ability to trade him. Something that you're looking at that he's looking at. Why has a deal not gotten done at this point? No, we just haven't we haven't found. Uh, a deal or we haven't been able to to, to, to execute one. Uh, we have options and, and we're working through those options but our real focus has been on you know this adjustment, this transition um, with our lineup 
and, and the expected increase in role for, for a lot of our guys and, and those guys playing differently. Uh, so it's something that we'll monitor and it's something that we'll address. But for us right now, um, it's just one of the things that we're, we're focused on this season. You've always been a patient guy. Is, is, is this, and obviously you're not in a rush to trade him if you're not going to get the right deal. But do you anticipate that something will happen sooner or later? I can't tell you. Um, you know, this, this thing is, it's amazing how this, this league works. Um, things can change in a day. Things can change in an hour. Uh, if I try to forecast when, uh, I'd be disingenuous. But for us, when it, when the opportunity presents itself, uh, we'll, we'll execute it. You know, we'll jump on it and we'll make a move and, and we'll continue to build forward. I know you pretty well. You've you've done an amazing job. You and Monty are building an incredible culture here where guys want to be here, other guys want to come play here, and, and that has a lot to do with, with the culture that, that you've built with the Phoenix Suns. And I, I've known you to always be a guy. If a guy doesn't want to be here, you're, you're not going to want him to be here. So with that being said, were you somewhat surprised when, when he uh, informed you that he, that he didn't want to be a part of the organization anymore? No, I mean, I think it was an ongoing conversation where we just thought about, like, in the long-term interest of the player and the franchise, and like where were we trending? And you know, to Jay's credit, Jay's a pro. You know, it's not like Jay refuses to be a part of this. We just decided that for him and for us, it's best if we pursue, you know, alternative options so that that both both groups can move forward uh, with clarity. James, last one on Jay, and then I want to ask you about the the roster that you've got going into the Oprah tonight against Dallas. Any chance at all of him coming back, or has that door been closed and locked? Um, I never say never. I mean, I just as of today, you know, we're still pursuing other opportunities. So okay. that could change, but I'd say right now um, we'll pursue other opportunities. Lots of James Jones, general manager of the Suns, our guest here. Opener is tonight against the Dallas Mavericks. We're all excited about it. Gambo and I are right across the street from Footprint Center, and we'll both be there tonight. What are, what are you the most curious to see about your team tonight? Because there have been some subtle changes off the bench. It's going to look different. What are you the most curious to see about this version of your basketball team tonight, James? Uh, just how we start and how we finish. You know, I want to see if, if the things that we've done in practice, um, you know, the, if the word carries over. Um, I just love to see us come out and compete tonight. You know, we know this is game one of 82, but you always want to start the season off right. You always want to start off um, to your standard. And so if we can go out here tonight and play with energy and just really compete, um, that's that's good. Because I think if we do that at home with our crowds, um, with our continuity and chemistry, we should be in a really good spot tonight. What do you expect from DeAndre Ayton? After the deal got done, you matched the max offer for the offer sheet from Indiana. What What are your expectations for DeAndre for this season? Um, I think DeAndre has taken leaps offensively, defensively. I, I expect him to continue, you know, to try to level up his offensive game. Um, but I know he'll be excited about playing tonight. Um, he always is excited about opening night, especially playing against Dallas. You know, him and Luca. Uh, draft mates, good friends, guys that uh, have same representation, um, really good competitors. And so I, I think tonight he'll be great, but going forward, he, he understands we need him to be really good for us to reach our potential. Jock Landale is a guy who impressed all of us in, in the preseason with, with how he played. That that was one of your off-season gets in free agency. He's a guy, I think he's, I always describe as just different, right? He's different than most of those centers with his abilities and what he can do. How much of a factor do you think he will be on that bench? I mean, he's, he's, brought, he's brought something different to us. He's brought a different skill set, but he's also brought a different level of intensity. I mean, Jock will be the first to tell you he's a guy that knows his limits and he pushes them every minute he's on the floor. 
Um, so I, I just like that. He's he's not what we're accustomed to. He's not a guy that's been here, um, a guy that has any expectation that it'll be easy. He knows he has to go out there and fight for it, and, and that's been a good injection of desperation into this group because, you know, like like anything, over time, things can get stale, and so he, he keeps it fresh for us. James Jones, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. By promoting Cam Johnson to the starting lineup, you've now taken one of your top bench scorers out. Are, are, what's your level of concern when it comes to scoring off the bench, pop off the bench when the season starts, James? Well, you know, we'll have to figure that out because, like, the progression of the team is you, you have to, at some point in time, you have to, you have to make change and you have to progress. And, you know, that, that's one thing we've been really good at over the last couple of years is having great bench depth. And, and guys always step up, so I expect guys to step up. Um, but, you know, if you still have five or six good players, you can play with lineups and get your starters playing against bench units. And even though your starters are scoring, they're scoring, they're giving you bench points. So I think that's, that's the opportunity in front of us. Uh, we're, we're in a situation where we can learn to use our starters as, as reserves so that we can have balance across both units. I think that one of the reasons that that Chris struggled against the Mavericks to me, it's just I think it's just the every play and every every day, every other day. I mean, it was so many games that you guys played every other day from the New Orleans series through the Dallas series, and that can wear on an older player. Your thoughts on on what 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 the organization will do to try to preserve Chris as best they can in the regular season? What will we see differently this year with him? I mean, well, we'll we'll try different things, but I mean, I, I go back to the postseason. It's not a Chris Paul, thirty-seven, thirty-eight year old thing. I think we've seen players throughout the the playoffs. I think I can point to Jason Tatum, guys who've struggled in the playoffs, and it's not because you know fatigue. It's just because they're playing against really, really good players. They're playing against the best competition, and so you have to give you have to give kudos and take your hats off to the teams with really good players that play better than yours. So we'll talk about how we rest them. Um, but this isn't one of those things where you can just say, hey, if you rest them in February, he'll be ready in April. You know, you have to build towards that ability to play that way. And so in some instances, we'll have him playing high-minute games, consecutive nights or two games and three nights, so we can kind of program him for what it'll look like in the playoffs. But that's just not him. That's all of our guys because we've seen the same thing with some of our younger guys where they struggled in the playoffs. And, and that's not age. You know, that's really competition and, and situation. We've seen the best of campaign. We've seen the worst of campaign. It's very difficult to figure out, uh, you know, what you're going to get from him. He's very talented and very capable of being a dynamic, you know, backup point guard. We think he struggled a lot without Dario last year because of that floor spacing. Uh, with Dario back, do you think that will open things up a little bit more for campaign? I believe so. I mean, I, I think uh, what you'll notice is that our our guys, and just like most guys in the NBA. They play well with partners, and, and certain players have greater impacts on others. And, and Dario is a guy that had a strong impact on campaign's ability to be efficient, you know, playing in space, you know, popping to the three-point line, giving him lanes to drive, uh, giving him easy outlet passes. So I expect I expect Dario to have a huge impact, a positive impact on on Cam, and I think you know Cam helps Dario. So I'm looking forward to seeing him bounce back. Uh, because he knows, and we all know, that in, in order for, for him to be effective for us, he has to play better, and uh, I expect he should. James, we really appreciate the time. As always, we appreciate the uh, the frank conversation and the honesty about everything going on. We look forward to seeing you tonight if we're lucky enough to bump into you. Good luck tonight. Good luck the rest of the season. I know we'll talk real soon. Thanks for the time. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.